The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of... Big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed by the internet, full terms at NowTV.com. Hip-hop hooray. We are back in the air everywhere live from the college football championship game here in Tampa at the Marriott Waterside on Audio Avenue. Don't call a radio row. No. It's Audio Avenue. It's We're going to rock on to Audio Avenue. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Tampa. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. And when I think of Tampa, I think of one thing. The big dog, the man who runs this town. The man who, if not for this man, there wouldn't have been Super Bowls played here at the old Big Sombrero, and, of course, at Raymond James Stadium. There wouldn't be a college football championship without this man's influence in this town. He's a great, former great golfer. You still playing now, Steve Dooming? Occasionally. Now, put the headphones on talking to the mic. <laughs> what is this radio yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Radio <laughs> thing. How long have you been on the air here? <laughs> I've been fighting the credential police, so I don't have that much pull. It's an outrage. <laughs> it's an outrage is right. So you, this is where, how long have you been on the air here? At 25 six, years. 25 years on 620. So he's the dean of sports talk radio host here in Tampa. You saw him on the big break on the Golf Channel. How many years did you do that? Well, one season, but uh, then I went to the Grey Goose 19th hole, which was five seasons. Beautiful. Yeah. We need the Grey Goose 19th hole. Yeah, right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd settle for some Tito's vodka right now. So actually. would I. Uh, Tito's in the house. You're not that far away. The bar is conveniently located outside of Audio Avenue. Yes, it can is, we, man. Can we have the entire <laughs> bottle, please? <laughs> so the great Steve Dumick, the big dog. Now, of course, uh, Steve and I have known each other forever. And, oh. of course, at 620 with our late great friend, Chris Thomas, so many great times, so many remotes and golf tournaments. You know here. how far it goes back? How far? My sister 
when you were doing for WFIL in Philadelphia. Wow, we're talking you did, 70s. You did a remote with Disney. Yes, I did a million remote. In the malls, right? <laughs> yeah. And my sister was one of your aides <laughs> at the, in the malls. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Wow. So that's when I first met you. That's uh, 100 years ago. You so. had Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse? Yes. I, well, dated, you know. I dated Mi- Minnie. Well, I did too, yeah. but who else? <laughs> She's uh, she's not. Pull it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now her grandkids are looking good, actually. Yeah. Uh, do they have children, Mickey and Minnie? I don't know. I don't know. No, I, well, I heard she was banging Goofy, never. so I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't. They think never they did. had no, kids. No. They never had kids. She was barren. Yes, she was smart. <laughs> so was Mickey. That's why he still got all his money, and he still rolled up. So he still runs that house down there, the House of Mouse. Yeah, yeah, the House of Mouse. The House of Mouse, yo. Steve Doomig. These mice ain't loyal, man, I'll tell you that. I so think now, the only ones that had kids, but it wasn't even Donald Duck because he was the uncle, right? Yeah, like Pluto was whose son. Now, Goofy didn't have kids, right? No, no. Goofy didn't. No, Goofy didn't have a kid. Did he? Did he? Yeah, no, he had no, a kid. No, Donald Duck had kids. No, the, he was the uncle. They were his nephews. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, because Donald, Donald with Daisy, they didn't have kids. Look, they did not now, have. But Donald's the, brother, well, who we never had saw, to have kids. So what Donald's ducks, brother, who we never saw, or names? sister, had kids. Daisy and uh, Mario and Daisy, Luigi. No, oh no, Daisy. that's uh, easy, pal. That's uh, <laughs> Luigi. Daisy family. was Donald Duck's girlfriend. Right. right. I don't think they ever got married, did they? No, they were no. smart. If I had only followed Donald and uh, and Mickey and all those people back in the day and lived their lifestyle. I would be, well, I don't know, right? I have a boat slip out here. For how much of these boat slips right behind? Why did you pull those curtains back down, Robin? Because nobody can see you, Tony. No, it's, it's thing- getting nicer out there. Yeah, well, it's still not nice enough for these video Somebody cameras. Somebody just pulled into the last slip here, Steve. Now, tell how much these slips here, channel from side, water heard, side. From what I heard, $150,000. A slip. What? And they will be full. My, so I'll, I'll trade weekend. my slip in Margate, New Jersey, for a half a slip here. And I'll just put like well, a dinghy. Gonna, you're talking tiger-sized yachts. No, that I know. Are coming I know. in here, right. so I could only dream of I just even getting a ride. I think this little flagship right here. Uh, Wait, we have breaking news. How, do, how can we possibly forget this? I'm ashamed of myself. Donald Duck's kids, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, man. That's right. I thought they, they were the no, nephews. No, those were his nephews. No, I thought they were his kids. No, no. they were his nephews. No. And see, and I don't know them as Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I know them as Quick, Feck, and Quack. What? Yes. Oh, that's because it's Dutch. The We're not Dutch supposed to be cursing on national <laughs> radio. No, it's not a bad word. The that's Dutch the way they version, say it in, yeah, in Holland. The, the Dutch version of Huey, Donald. Huey, Louie, and Dewey. It was still um, Uncle Donald. is right. Uncle Donald. But the nephew's names were Quick, Quack, and Quack. Hmm. How do you get that out of Blue Who, Huey, Louie, and Dewey? <laughs> I don't and, uh, know. That's just uh, so Not I Dewey Selman, Mary, of course. Larry, Moe, and Curly? Right. Yeah, that, that, and not Leroy Selman. There's something schooly around here. Thank you. Yes, there is. The great Steve Dumick now... Steve and I, Steve, I, I, you know, Steve has been nice enough to have me go out and golf with him many times because he's great and I stink. <laughs> Although at one of the great WDAE yes. mass grudge matches, I may have hit the greatest three wood ever ever struck yes. under pressure, and we had like a thousand people in the gallery. Right. We have a monument out there at the golf course. They should have. Tony, there's Bruno a marker, Luigi. This shot. There's an actual marker from where I hit the three wood yep. over water onto the green. Is this from the the straight up tee, or are we hitting from the ladies? No, this tee? was a, no, this no, was no, an no, approach this was shot. A second shot. Yeah. Oh. 
This was an, this was an approach shot. Now I'm playing on a with par five, which we bombed dr our drive. Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that Tony was good at one? No, point? no, he, he hit, hit one, one good shot. shot. <laughs> I was gonna say he hit something straight that day. At least that. This was, now, now remember, now it's there's a gallery shot. He gave up golf after that. Now you that. know how much pr you watch golfers. You know they're just in the gallery, right? So we're teeing off at the first tee. What was the golf course we played? There's many of them. We played different golf courses. Something down. hills up there. I, Everything's yeah. hills here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyway, so we get up to walk up to the tee box, and you know, Steve pranks it, the drive right down the middle, and I'm thinking, I'm going to shank one off this, right? Because there's a thousand people standing right. around the first. How many people were there? At least uh, a thousand. At least a thousand. You know, imagine this, Luigi. You ever play golf and you have a thousand people standing around you? Yeah, usually they're waiting behind me to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, get I got, I got, I got marshals. I got everybody going. <laughs> you know, Tony, Mike Allstott said he was he played in front of 100,000 people in the Big Ten. He said he was never so nervous than teeing exactly. off. There's nothing and he whacked that guy. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you know, that's a lot of pressure, especially if you're not good. Yeah. Even if you're good, you want to make sure on the first tee, when you get announced and you, you, know, sure. you put the ball, you don't want to be, you know, even great pros, they're not going to shank it. But they may not hit their best shot, right? right. It's pressure. Oh, yeah. I hit the ball. I was telling Tony before. I, I hit the ball pretty well. I really do. It's just I'm so inconsistent. I, I, I can mash the ball off the tee the first shot, and then the next, my, my second shot, it's, it's 40 yards into the woods. I'm just complete. I'm, I'm horribly inconsistent. I want to play golf one, one shot, and I want to hate it for the rest how of my life. Yeah, that's what happens. How often you practice? Well, not often enough, man. There you go. <laughs> I haven't enough. played in years. But Steve cranked his drive, and then I get up there, and I think I'm going to shank it. And I actually hit a decent drive yes, right down did. the middle. It wasn't 350, but I said, oh, I'm off to a good start. And then we're playing, and I, you know, I'm not because we're playing scramble, so my score didn't count. Right. But every once in a while, you can contribute. So we're at. We're, I don't remember. It was it was at the ninth or the eighteenth. It was one of those. The holes. one over the water was the eighteenth. The eighteenth yes. hole. We're on the fairway at the top. The cameras the, are rolling. Yeah, everybody's there. We need and, this tape. We need to have. Is it on tape anywhere? I may have to send that to the golf YouTube hall of fame. YouTube and everything. Yeah. The golf hall of fame's in St. Augustine, right? Where's, what's in St. Augustine? It, that's the big that golf. Is, that, that is well, there's the, the Pirate Museum. Well, there's, that's yeah, that's Pat Croce's Pirate Museum in St. Augustine. And then it there's the, the Hall of Fame. In, there's in, the Great in Fort. Augustine. That should be sent. That should be on a constant loop. At well, the you, golf so Hall a plaque is not good enough for you? No, because I want everybody. Everybody's got to go to that golf course to see the plaque. Uh. I want everybody who goes to the golf Hall of Fame and sees Jack and Arnie. He wants and, to be able to spread Arnie. it farther oh, yeah. and wider. I want it, well, you, we're doing that right now. Hey, when you he see, hit one of the greatest second shots when ever. When you see Chichi Rodriguez wipe the blood off the putter after he sinks a birdie <laughs> well, putt. Well, you didn't make the putt. You just no, hit no, the I second know. shot. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Three wood. How long was that? It was like I would say... 240? 243 wood over water wow. onto the green. I'm the only person who put the ball in the green. Yes, Look at you. you Roy McElroy? Look at you. I'm telling you, man. Like, to, to this day, I've never hit before or after a shot under pressure like that that was that majestic. It was majestic. Majestic. And I'm not just saying this to blow smoke How upon myself. Do, look, it was over water, 240, and you arced it up into the air and. It landed like a. It was, like I'm a telling mosquito. you, it was it was my it was the most vivid, proudest memory of See, me ever playing. You still playing remember golf. it? Right? I do. You <laughs> never forget. You never forget a shot like that <laughs> no. because we had Rondé Barber was there. Yep. Mike, Mike Allstott was there. You know, we got professional athletes there. A lot of guys from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were there. This is big pressure, Robin. I got Steve Dumick from the Golf Channel from the. Uh, the, the big break and of course the uh, what is it called again the the the, the, the vodka thing. The vodka thing? The vodka, you, the vodka show. Oh, the Grey Goose 19th The Grey Goose yeah. 19th hole. I should have brought a bottle. I know. Yes, you should have. We, we were telling earlier Gasparilla stories about the great vodka consumption on the oh. floats. Before the parade <laughs> even started. Two treats at the same time. <laughs>
What the parade started at noon and we were going at it at ten. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think it was like around eight, eight thirty. The hard thing, the hard thing about what you what you had to do, it was like teeing off. You know, in that kind of atmosphere, is that everyone there can play golf. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's it's not well, like you're not everybody. Not necessarily. Pro. Not necessarily. I mean, Mike Allstott is a hundred and some shooter, yeah, just like yeah. you. Yeah. Ronde's, Mike Allstott, you know, is a really superstar, of Tampa Bay Buccaneer icon. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ring I know. Of, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ronde Barber was, you know, a Pro Bowl. Defensive back. I know. He stole a lot of touchdowns. He's going more into done. the Hall of Fame soon. Yes. So we're playing with, Mark, you know, these guys are great athletes. Not all great athletes are great golfers. No. no. But there's still a lot of pressure because the fans are there to see them, and are I'm just golfers, a schlep. Are golfers athletes? Not all of them. Whoa. We're going to have you, that debate now? You have to. Well, I mean, there's, 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 skill, there's a skill involved to be a golfer. I, I th- just but you don't have to five be. miles on the oh, golf I, no, course. No, I agree. But, but you look at guys' body shapes and things. And look you say, at Bartolo Colon. Is he an athlete? Well, he's a pitcher. But look at him. I mean, <laughs> look at him. Well, look at Beep Johnson. Is he an athlete? <laughs> 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 the guy with the beard? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. Do you, I, I think you might have to just you might have to just classify him as, as a as, as a. You could have a whole athletes. show on on yes. a debate on that. Yes. I don't we know. We usually do. We had that debate actually. Yes, we did. At one of our live remotes the last time we did it at Moonshine. One of our good friends, Rich Fattori's brothers, not one of his friends, his brother. Oh, the after was like okay. a five sports star in high school. No college. He, in college. But his other brother was good at one sport. The other brother was good at five. But the one brother excelled at one sport. And, and kept the question, going. He, and kept going. So the question is, are you an athlete if you're good at five sports but not good enough to go no, it's, pro? No, it was skills. Versus are athleticism. Are skilled versus athleticism? Hmm. And so they, they, it was this constant competition between the two because the one was saying, you know, I'm a natural athlete. The other one was saying, no, but I got skills. And this is my analogy, what I came up with. You can be a natural athlete where you kind of tend to be good at, at sports just by nature. But if you keep working at it and perfect it, at a certain point, you have to gain skills to become really, really good. No, I think that, you could, that athleticism can take you to a certain level. Yes. At, That's what I'm at, at some point, you if, ask, you're, if you don't have skill to kick in, you're done. You ask any of these yep. athletes that play professional sports. Mm-hmm. Golf is the hardest thing Absolutely. on the planet to learn yeah. and perfect. Because you'll never hit the same shot twice. You can shoot the same free throw a thousand times. You'll yeah. never hit the same, yeah. now, the same shot twice. But, but like, like to, to become a football player, to become a baseball player, most, I'm not going to say everybody, but most everybody has already has some natural athleticism. Yeah. You, have to, yes. have yeah, you have to have it. You have to have coordination, right. hand-eye, everything. Now, with golf... Yeah. I think that it would be, it, it is so difficult and it requires so much skill that you could, you're, everybody's kind of starting off at, an, at the same playing field, right? I mean, you're not like. The golf ball doesn't know who's exactly. striking it. So I yes. think that like you don't have to be a natural athlete to start golf. To and start become, golf? To, no. And become good at it. You can make yourself yeah, a because good it's, golfer because if you, you practice. Ha- yeah. Yeah. We're talking about practice again? We're talking about practice. We're not talking about playoffs. That guy went into the Hall of Fame, too, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Didn't 88 go into the Hall of Fame? What uh, the hell are they looking at? Eric Lindros? Yeah, yeah he's, he, uh, he's not Come going. On. He should be in. Well, no, he shouldn't. He only played how many yes, years did he play? Six. He was the most dominant player of his era. For like three years. For six, yeah, for three years. So until was, he... so was uh, Sandy Koufax. Yeah, but Koufax, that's a different story, Tone. And hockey, you know, he... Eric Lindros should have been, should have been Wayne Gretzky on steroids, and he wasn't. 
He never turned out to be the player he was supposed to be. Because he was, he was be. a finesse he was, puss. Yeah, Gretzky was, but Gretzky was a finesse player and the greatest player of all time. You, can, you can't even argue it anymore. Yeah, that's skill. That's skill. That's skill over athleticism right there. And Lindros was great. He was great. But, but when you say, when you say Hall played. of Fame... Yeah. It's, but here's another difference. level, man. When Lindros came in, he was a monster. So he didn't have protect. He didn't need anybody to protect him. He would fight his own battles. He would be out there just not only being the, the leader but and he the had goal a scorer. Soft chin. Yeah, he did. I mean, that, that's but, that, but and he was, so did his brother. He was fearless. I mean, he was a guy who didn't need an enforcer. You know right. what I mean? A lot like Gretzky had enforcers. He okay. had Marty McSorley and those guys. They were for Anybody got near Gretzky. They would have they to deal with the you, other players. They pounded you. All right. Yeah. So would you? Yeah, but on a skill level and everything else, you put all that in the mix. Would you say that Eric Lindros underachieved in his career? Only because of the injuries. But if Only he underachieved, then it doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. Hall of exactly. Fame. That's what I'm saying. Would you? Sandy uh, Koufax didn't underachieve a damn thing. Never once. No, of course not. So that's what I mean. That, that's why the that's why the, the argument is kind of mute there. I mean, it's Lindros underachieved. Now you can't put underachievers and underperformers in Hall of Fame. All right, I don't want to talk about this stuff. Let's talk about something that I'm matters. I'm sorry, I'm making sense. I apologize. Let's talk about my golf shot, my three wood. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back that's to what. That's in the right Hall now. of Fame too. <laughs> let's go back to what you know about. Yeah, your Hall of Fame three wood. There you go. All right, Steve. Excuse now, me while I whip this out. Now, how many Super Bowls have been here? Because I've been to every one of them that's ever been played three. here. Three. Through all three Super Bowls, yeah. right? And now it's going to be hopefully back in the mix. Are they saying Tampa's, are, are they not in the mix still? Uh, because the I stadium's mean, not big the, enough? Because, that's well, what it no, is? No, no, no. The stadium's big enough, and they just upgraded big time as far as technology and everything else. That's why they got this game. Have you been in, Raymond James? Not in the last couple of years. Oh, my God. You won't Not since I was in a pirate ship with a couple of the girls uh, from uh, well, that was Ebor on the, City. That was on the float. With, exactly, <laughs> yes. On, <laughs> on uh, Bayshore. But uh, they upgraded it totally. And they can put 10,000 more seats in. So that's not a problem. This, this college football championship is the dry run for another Super Bowl. But the problem is these stadiums keep getting built no matter where. So we're going to go to Minnesota and we're going to yeah, go to Atlanta exactly. and we're going to go all the cold weather places until they get all these stadiums built. Oakland, I'm sure, is going to have one. Um, San Diego, so, unfortunately, is never going to have not another one. Have one now. And what it's one of the great Super Bowl that? cities. Oh, yeah. So until they get a, a semblance of a rotation, the new stadiums are going to take over. You're right. And you mentioned that, you know, the Giants, when they built the outdoor stadium, they got to give it to New York. And obviously it's New York City. And we were the finalists there and right. we were shocked that we didn't get it. And then yeah. you mentioned next year will be Minnesota because they built a new stadium in and Indianapolis. Atlanta, and, Indianapolis. and Atlanta's yep. building a new stadium and they're going to get one. Although, you know, remember the last Super Bowls oh, in Atlanta? Right. And they were told ice storms. never again. Exactly. Never again. And remember, Dallas had one Dallas a few years ago. Dallas was worse than Atlanta. Yeah, and Dallas, you know, and, and just what happens in these cities where they don't normally get snow, you get an ice storm and you got people in town. They can't get around. They the restaurant no staff can't show no up. No nothing. And, they, no. and the restaurant staffs couldn't show up in Atlanta to go to work. And the management was waiting on tables for all the people who were in the hotels already. It's a disaster. It's a logistical Remember Dallas disaster. Dallas had no, had no um, the Cavs went on strike on Tuesday yep. evening. But, to the, but Dallas got a break because later in the week when the bulk of the people come in on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, it cleared up. But all the festivities that occur from oh, Monday yeah. through the week, Terrible. a lot of those things were canceled, and they, they couldn't, people couldn't get to them. We went out to one, we went out to one of the parties because I was driving because I know how to drive in ice and snow to <laughs> one of the Super Bowl parties on, like, Tuesday night, and there was nobody there. We were the only morons who showed up because I said, I'm gonna, I got a rental car. I'm driving. 
and and Tim Cates at the time was terrified. Yeah, he was because oh yeah, petrified because he lives in drive, L.A. If you don't know how to drive in it, they can't even drive in rain. No, you're well, right. He wasn't, he wasn't even driving. He was a passenger. Uh, he was a passenger. Was petrified. He he literally was. He was in the passenger seat with his hands over his face, saying, "We're gonna die. We're gonna die. We're gonna." Die. This is great. You don't have to take breaks or anything. No. Oh my God. No, this great. is what I it's could all do about. This. this is the future. This it is, is the, future. the future. There's going to be. P Tuck owns a company called Radio Influence, and that's all he does is podcasts. Really? Yeah, he signs big. You should t- get in touch with him. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, you know, I was mentioning no, to Steve the DuPont Registry. We're going over there this afternoon. And they're going to give us a tour, a personal tour. They're picking me up in one of their luxury vehicles. And you live right near there, right? Uh, less than a cl- uh, half a mile. Wow. So I had never been there. I'd heard of it because I'm not in that upper. I was in that upper echelon, but now I'm like sort yeah, of like yeah. w- winding down. <laughs> yes. You know what, Tony? I'm downsizing. You no, no, Tony, Tony, Tony straddles Tony both Jewish. lifestyles. How's that? Yes. But it's, it's amazing. I mean, and all the athletes and Ryan Howard and Tiger Woods, they all get their vehicles there. So the average Joe is not going to the DuPont Registry, but it's an amazing place. But they all, but everybody loves the car. I oh, mean, that's like why, the, the, like, DuPont is going to be at um, the Barrett-Jackson coming up here in Phoenix. Uh, what is it? Next, this, it's just like the two Barrett weeks Jackson from Jackson, yeah. It's, and, and Robin's dad watches, like, every second. I love the, the Barrett-Jackson. Oh, I love the Barrett-Jackson. So I've been there with my in dad. In Scottsdale, actually, yeah. And, and uh, we've been invited to do the show from there uh, several times. We have not made it yet because this is a really crazy time of the year for us. But we do want to do the show. Uh, from the Barrett Jackson sometime because I mean even if you can't afford that car just watching that stuff just watching it's like watching it guys play poker him. do you really care if a guy's got sunglasses on and he's got a good hand no. but it's the thrill of you played pokers so you're trying to experience and imagine what it's like being in that position I Same. feel the need the need and that's why I watched I want to see the muscle cars baby. exactly you want to see these cars you want to see think these we had those kind of cars Back in the 60s. Yes. Tony I tells was, me. When he, I first started driving, yeah. we had those. Yep. Tony tells me he, he drives down to, Dis, to Disney World um, with, with his, with his ex-wife. 1973 Chevy Malibu, I said, which I paid I said, three grand for. Brand new. I said it's worth, about, worth? It's worth yeah. about 75 times that much right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was the first year. That's when they my started putting the pollution a, control stuff in there. That was my first new car. I mean, I had a bunch of junkers. Carlos. Oh, beautiful, man. Oh, you got to give me a little respect. I had a 1979 Mercury Cougar, Tone. Yes, I did, man. I had a 79 I had a Cougar Cougar. who was like from 19, was hanging out with me in 79. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm looking for Cougars from 1975. There are no more Cougars for me. They'd have to be 80. Looking for for like Pumas or something. What do you call them now when they get older? Not a Cougar. Not a Cougar. Robin's a a Cougar. Cougar. Yeah. Am I? I am? Well, sort of, yeah. After 80, you should be looking for a casket, not a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but no, because I'm not a cougar for you. Thank you. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm not a cougar. If you were, I, I, if I you were oot and a boot, you'd exactly. be yes. a cougar. Yes, and then I, I, so I need to find somebody so that I can be a cougar. Because uh, you, you have, have to, to do act is look on for it, any right? guy under the age of uh, 35. Go park your butt right outside in the bar right after this show is over. <laughs> Steve Dooming, he's going to do his radio show in Tampa. Like right you want what? Three to six? Here. Right down the end of the road. We're, you're at one end of see Audio Avenue. See that wing over I see. There? I love it. That's yeah. a You can use that to go sailing. Uh, <laughs> or paddle boarding, right? Paddle boarding right here in, uh, in the bay. Steve, you and Tony are like bookends. Yes. We are. You guys well, are we the always book, have been. The <laughs> yeah. So who's in the middle? <laughs> 
Robin's the monkey. Oh. Oreo, huh? Robin is actually. All right. I wouldn't call her an Oreo. That. She's pretty vanilla. She's too uh, white to be. Well, she could be the middle of the Oreo. That's what I mean. <laughs> Spikes is in the building. We're going to talk to him in a little while. It's a bad jacket he's got on. Takeo Spikes, you oh, remember yeah. him? Great linebacker. He's on Sirius NFL Radio. Yes, he is. And he's got he's got a project coming up, and he just retired a couple years ago. We're going to yeah, talk to him. He's actually going to be on in about uh, five minutes. All right. Behind the mask, I believe he was a goalie back. He was backing up uh, Bernie Perron. Now he does the red, the uh, Tampa <laughs> Bay Lightning up. games. The great, the Chief Bobby Taylor. The Chief's who's still over? Da- no, no, I don't know if he's coming over. Yeah. He's doing a game. They're playing tonight here, right? No. They played they, last they, night and they, they lost they, to the Nashville Predator, right? Oh man, they dumped on it. Yeah. It was bad. Nashville's playing well. They got the Florida Panther yeah, tonight. Winnipeg was not playing well, and they came in and, and beat the crap out of us, too. What's so. up with the Lightning, man? Well, no Stamkos, no Bishop. Yeah. You know, I know they injuries, got injuries. Injuries. I'll say this about the Tampa no, Bay Lightning, no, though. There's no other franchise in the history of the NHL that just finds and plugs in goalies better than this team. Whew. They get goalies. No and the Flyers are play. still looking for goalies. I know. It's amazing how <laughs> it's the Lightning. It's been 30, 40 years yeah. as they're still looking for goalies. Who the, light, the Lightning will find a Russian guy and plug him in there, and it'll be great. Yeah. They'll you know, find a Russian in, guy, I know. Right? Yeah. They'll find a guy in Finland, well, and he'll come in and be great. It doesn't matter we where they go. We won the Stanley Cup with Hobby Bulin. Uh, Nikolai, Nikolai Hobby Bulin. Excuse you. Exactly. It's just unbelievable how some franchises, you know, everybody says, you ought to get that goalie to win a cup. And the Lightning have been a great team for a long time, man. They just and it's Tampa Bay, and people don't think this. You know, they think the South is. In, this is a great hockey town. Yes, this it is, is a great hockey we, town. We fill it with 19092 every wow exactly. for three years. This isn't the Florida Panthers down in you know, Miami. You know, I always loved the Detroit Red Wings when they when we beat the crap out of them in the playoffs, and they said, "Well, you're not a hockey town." Well, yes, we are. Nineteen thousand oh ninety two says we, we are. Beat, we beat you all the time. <laughs> Well, anyway, Steve, it's, it's great to have you on, man. Video. We'll see you all you weekend know where to long. Find me. I know. We'll hang out. Steve Dooming, the great Steve Dooming on 620 WDA. Now, iHeart, no longer Clear Channel. iHeart. iHeart Media. iHeart Media. Exactly. Yeah. I know those people. Good to see you, Steve. Right, the great Steve Dooming. Thank you. He is the dean of Tampa Bay sports in this area. There's no doubt. There's nobody who's better in Tampa, nobody who they go to. He's the go to guy down here. Besides he was my go-to guy, and he always will be. And he's cuddly. And Dean, of course, is the second go-to Listen guy. To Robin. I know. I said, he's, and he's cuddly. Yes, he is. And he plays golf well. That's all that matters. You, you live what in Tampa, you, you can't play golf. You don't belong here. That's, that's, all, a woman, that's all a woman wants. Somebody hit it straight and cuddle. That's it, man. <laughs> Steve, good to see you, buddy. Thank you, Tony. There he is, the great Steve. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. I, I'll, I'll give it to him again. Give him another one, man. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, he inspired me to greatness one day. One that one day. That one, that one day. Day. <laughs> to hit a good guy. One shot. <laughs> That's all you want. You want that one shining moment. Absolutely. And we have to wait for the final four for that, like we did at Villanova. But good to see you, Steve Dumick, ladies and gentlemen. And now a man. I don't know why he's he's down here with the Alabama fans, because that's like enemy territory. Guy who played in the NFL for 15 years. He actually was in Philly for one year too. The great Takeo Spikes is here. On, Ray, on Audio Avenue. I don't see. I always. I'm so used to saying Radio Row because, like, you know, when you go to boxing in Vegas, it's Radio Row. The Super Bowl's Radio Row. But uh, I got to give it up to the people here at the College Football Playoff, who put Ivan Sikoski, I believe, and our good friend Ted Ganji came up with Audio Avenue. You like that better than Radio Row? I do like that because it sounds more distinguished. It is because it's all radio here. Well, we have a Facebook Live camera on, so people can see you all over the world now. Nice. You're looking hey, good, hey. man. Yeah, well, you got a nice jacket on, man. I like you look that. Back. You I look like you could still go. play, man. Why did you retire you know, well, you, after 15 years, well, you man? Know you got to go. I, I figured it was time, you know. <laughs> I, I know your history. 
some of your history, and I figured it was time for me to come join you on the side <laughs> to be part of Radio Row. I'm sorry, Audio, Audio Avenue. Avenue. There you go. We had to play a little. Uh, we, we had to play the song. Give, play, give right, me again. Just this way we get in the mood, that. so we remember it. Here we it. go. Here we go. Remember Eddie Grant? Yep. Give me a little taste of that, Luigi. We got to rock on too. Electric Avenue, but we changed it to audio. Remember this song? What year was this? Okay. 85, I believe. 85-ish. We gonna rock on audio. And then we get to KO. Now, do you remember the one year with the Eagles, man? Do you remember that year? I do. I do. I remember that one year with the Eagles very well. It's a very memorable year. Now, why? Why did it stand out for you so much? The reason why, because I came from Buffalo, and... They broke our team up. I came from a great defense to where we had, we were ranked in the top three every year. Uh, actually, one one year and then two the other years. And started in Cincinnati, drafted by the Bengals. Yeah. They went to Buffalo and had great years yeah, there, great too. great years. And then when they broke the team up, I was like, I just want to go to a contender, Tony. And I felt like by me going to Philly, that was it. The key factor, Donovan had just came off of his ACL. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the most lethargic years that he's ever had because of the injury he had to get back but by mid-year we picked it up but we still never accomplished what we wanted to accomplish but the relationships that I developed in Philly and the fans and the people I can appreciate that as a player you know you just want people to call it how they see it yep you know and I, I, I like that and Buffalo fans, I mean, they're long-suffering, yeah. too. I mean, after yeah. all those Super Bowls with his great teams, and now here they are rebooting again with the coach and the quarterback. And once you change coaches all the time and you can't get that quarterback, it's, that's the, I mean, even in San Diego, your last team, I mean, they got a great quarterback, but they still can't get over the hump, man. Th- that's bottom line. And then if you look at it on any level, even going to high school, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. Hell, let's, let's talk about – look at the game this weekend. Coming up on Monday. Yeah. Both quarterbacks are very good quarterbacks. You know, even though Jalen Hurts is Yon. not yet nowhere near Deshaun Watson, but he's on his way. But but it goes to show you, you got to have value at that position because that's the guy who is going to touch the ball every time mm-hmm. throughout the game. Exactly. Now, you missed the pro game. I mean, because obviously you keep in shape. I know Kirk Morris and a lot of guys who not out of the game very long. You know, and, and I ask them all the same thing. Do you miss, they miss it, but they don't miss the work that goes into it, especially yeah. when your body starts to get older, man. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I miss this right here. I miss talking about it. I miss saying, being in the locker room, saying what you want to say, and everybody is not taking it so technical. That's what I miss about it. I don't miss playing. I played in over 200 games, started in over 200 games. Actually, one of seven linebackers, two started in over 200 games. So I don't miss the playing aspect, but I miss – the fraternizing, I miss the just the camaraderie amongst each other to be able to really just have good conversations to where you may not agree with me, I may not agree with you, but I still love you at the end of the day to be able to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Now, you got a book out. You talk about great experiences. You're, yeah. you're giving us some of those now, but you wrote about it now in your life story and all the great stuff in the, in the behind the mask. Now, I'm thinking that's because Bernie Perrant's a good friend of mine, the goalie. So when people hear behind the mask, they're thinking, wait, did you play goalie too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell you what, I, I did a lot. I, I, I went back to school, finished my undergrad, got my executive MBA from the, the U, University of Miami. But when we talk about behind the mask, it's strictly football. And I got into it because when I retired, I knew I loved photography, so I took it on the serious level. That's cool. And after that, I figured, how can I make myself different? So I decided to not only tell my story, 
but to tell other legendary Hall of Fame linebacker story, how did they become great? What was that defining moment when the light bulb went off for you? And it was a compilation. And so what I did, I wrote the book. I also took the photography in my coffee table book that's out and, um, and created magic. And the thing what made it so special is, you know, when if you don't have a relationship as a media guy with players, they're not going to open up all the way to you. Right. The thing I did, I went to these guys. They allowed me to come in their homes and they shared their most intimate stories of how did they become great at a defining moment when they played ball. I remember talking to Cornelius Bennett. Uh, he right, said man. that it his happened when he was eight years old on Thanksgiving Day, playing outside with his uncles at 12 and 15 years old. Uh, Derek Brooks, a hometown guy here, mm -hmm. he talked about the premium that was put on him at a young age to not be considered as a dumb jock because he looked at Dexter Manning from the Washington Redskins when they when he found out that he couldn't read. And so it's amazing that people look at athletes and say, oh, you were born to do that. No. The thing they all had in common is that they wanted to change their situation and they decided to make a commitment to something that was bigger than them. Because we always have the debate. We just had it recently with Steve Dooming in Tampa. You know, an athlete versus athleticism versus skill. Is athlete, you have to have athleticism, but you have to learn the skill to excel with the athleticism that God gave you, right? Uh, no doubt about it. And it's a quote rumbling around in my head. I'm so big in quotes. I can't even pull it out for you, but I'm going to try to paraphrase it for you. Is uh, an athlete with skill without the drive is nothing. Yep. Like you're nothing. It's a Ferrari with no gas in the Yeah. That's, this is exactly it's, what it is. It is what it is. It is. And so that's the thing that all of these guys had in common. And once they found that out, they continued to con develop their craft, keep adding on, and that's when you found other players drew to them. And then that's when they became the leaders that they are. You know, I've been fortunate. I've been doing this 45 years. I had the same passion as a kid. I wasn't an athlete, but I said I want to do radio. And you pursue it and you go after it until you achieve it. And then what's great about your book is, and one of the things that I love about what I've been doing, I've been fortunate to meet and talk to so many athletes, is I want to hear these stories. You know, I want to hear, because people just watch. You know, we watch the games. We watch the games and we think, hey, you know what? They're athletes. I'm playing them in fantasy. They don't know the story. They don't know the drive, and they don't know these great stories of growing up and where they came from to be who they are, especially the super successful ones, because we know about the failures, but the, the super successful guys, how did they get there? And that's what's great. I mean, a lot of great reviews, Peyton Manning and all the people in the, in the NFL. I haven't read it yet, but I, I'm definitely interested in, in yeah, well, scanning through I, it. I, I'm going to make it easy for you because I brought you your copy. Oh, man. And then I have, since I know you're from the Philadelphia <laughs> area, I have the great check. Chuck Bignarik on yes, the cover. Concrete Charlie. Had, Concrete Charlie. I had the opportunity to spend the day with him before he passed. What a great man. I got huh? his last photography session and his interview. Wow. And uh, it was very enlightening for him to tell me about the Great Depression, what he came through, being able to be in World War II as an air flight bomber and, and coming back on ground saying, I kissed the ground because I never wanted to go back in the air when I saw the bullet holes in the plane. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Okay, this cover is so cool. Yeah, so that's look, Chuck Bednarik so, with a helmet but no, and but superimposed. Look, look, look at this. So, so you look at it this, but then you go like this, and then it disappears. Oh, I didn't even know that. How cool is it's that? Like a, is that a hologram? What do we call that? I don't know how I... But, but, but so you... For those of you who are just listening audio... Uh, watching like, us all over the world on um, Facebook Live. So you can see his face in black and white, but then if you angle it, you can see the, the helmet... helmet Superimposed over it. And then when you so tilt it cool. a certain way, there's no helmet on, on Chuck Bednarik. It's phenomenal. I got to get you to sign this for me, man, because I'm going to put this in my library. Absolutely. Man. 
Absolutely. I got a lot of books, but I, these are special kinds. Tequila, pe- people actually, people were actually asking a question. They said, "Now you just mentioned about talking to Chuck Bagnarik, how much of an honor that was for you, and how great it was to talk to him." People wanted to know, was there anybody that you that you talked to during the writing of the book that kind of blew you away? Like, whole, like, wow, I'm. I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to, to this man right now. Like anybody that, that kind of took you back a little bit. Well, of course, it was the, the great Chuck. I even look at, um, my God, I, oh, a great one. Willie Lanier, okay. the first black linebacker inducted into the Hall of Fame. And can you believe this? He never, he never enjoyed, he never loved playing the game of football. But you're a Hall of Famer. That's what I said. <laughs> Imagine I said, if I you said, like no. it. Right. Wow. I said, Mr. Willie, I said, you can't be telling me this. He said, no. I never enjoyed it. I say, why did you play? He say, I enjoyed playing the game, but what really made me take advantage of it, because my mother had magazines in the home, and I realized after reading the magazines when I was a youngster, I never knew the world had that much to offer, so I knew football could get me there. So that's the reason why I played. Unbelievable. And I was like, wow. No, that, lo- no love of the game whatsoever, just that, because. <laughs> I, I, you know, he enjoyed playing sure. the game, but it's. It wasn't like, I love the game. Right. I'm not afraid to tell you. But it's not like that with him. I've never heard He's a business guy. And, you know, the beautiful thing about the book is when you read the stories, the stories drive the images and the images drive the stories. Another guy, Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary, I'll give you this story because I know we probably have to go to a break. But Mike, he said he he grew up in a Pentecostal household, and his father was a, a reverend. They were not allowed to participate in sports. And so what Mike, what ended up happening, two of his brothers died accidentally. One drowned. Another one died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Uh, wow. Fell asleep in the car in the garage. And what happened was, after that, his father just abandoned the family. Mike Singletary, which was the youngest out of nine, at 12 years old, his mother looked at him and said, Mike, I need for you to be the man of the household. I said, Coach, what did you do? He said, I just went to my room and cried. And I said, you cried? He said, yeah, and I started to write. And I said, what did you write? He said, little did I know, Takeo, I was writing my vision plan. I said, well, what did you write down? He said, well, I wanted to play football. I was like, you did that. He said, I wanted to go to a Division I school, Baylor. I wanted to be an All-American. He did that. He wanted to win the Buckets Award, finish in the top three. He wanted to be drafted within the first two rounds. Check that off. He wanted to win a Super Bowl, and we all know about Absolutely, the 85 man. Chicago Bears. So it goes to show you, it's almost, I feel like I'm, I'm opening up the book for the secret on how to be successful, you know, but it's beautiful stories. Every guy has some, something beautiful about their story that they're sharing. That's great stuff. And we wish that. you the best. Now, how, how do people get it? Is it in all bookstores? And no, online? we're not in all bookstores now. I'm self-published, so you can find my book on, go to www.behindthemaskbook.com. I will post that. Yeah, so yeah we'll, we'll see if we can hook up a link to the website and everything for you, too, Thank you. Behind, And you can follow you at Spikes 51 on Twitter, right, and Instagram? Yep, Twitter, Instagram. And, and Facebook. And Facebook as well. And uh, one of the little treats that I did for everybody who knew I was doing this project, I recorded everything. I had a video crew with me. And so when you purchase the book, or even when you go to the site behindthemaskbook.com, you'll get a sneak peek 
of everything, of every guy that's who I saw. So cool. oh, and awesome. you'll get a that's chance awesome. to see that's the awesome. interaction and everything. Now, do you have a, you're going to put out a companion like DVD so with all the interviews in there? That's the documentary yeah, that I'm yeah. working on. Yeah, Very cool, I'm, I'm putting that together, but this is the first of many volumes. Volume one is dedicated to linebackers, of course. <laughs> and uh, we're opening it up to the fan oh, base to see where we're going to go after that. I want the linebackers the are the most important. I want to wait, I wait, I wait for the long snapper one. So you're going to have like Dale Hellestray and then John Dorenboss from there. There's a lot of great long yeah. snappers in the game. The magic <laughs> man. Will, will there be a kicker documentary? Will there be a kicker punter documentary? Is that coming out anytime well, soon? Well, I tell you what, if they, if they continue to be excellent on these 30 yard extra points, <laughs> Which then we might have ridiculous. to open it up for them. Takeo <laughs> 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 Spikes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a great player and obviously a guy who's uh, doing fun, fun stuff and great stuff in his uh, retirement. So you, you like the retirement thing? Now, have you done media? Because you're good on, yeah, on media, too. Yeah, yeah I, I, TV, know, radio I, stuff? I, I, call, I do radio. I, do, I have a show on Sirius XM throughout the That's week. That's right, the college show. Yeah, right. and then I do some stuff with the pros as well. On the weekend during the season, I was calling games for the ACC, mm -hmm. Fox Sports South. And uh, I really enjoyed that this year. I kind of took a step back out of the studio had a chance to call games on the weekend, and I really feel like that's part of my calling as well. Beautiful. So you're now, retiring like Tony's retiring. Yeah, you just you, you See, can't Tony's, get away from it. Tony's retired. He retired. Oh yeah, he's retired from radio. And he just instead of him changing up another uh, craft, he just went. He changed up the microphone. Exactly, that's what right. he did. He retired. And we do our own thing. We do what we want. We go wherever we want. We go to all the big events. And See, all like right, I got to ask you the last thing. You're an Auburn guy. I know you went to the U for your post, but you're an Auburn guy. Yeah, I'm an Auburn guy. So can you possibly be fair and balanced, so to speak, yeah. about this national championship game? I can. <laughs> Bruno, I, I really can. And I'll give you my assessment if you... If you, you know, feel free if you want me to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We yeah. don't have a break to go to, man. You've yeah, got we do what we want here. Talk all you want, my man. Well, okay. Well, since this is how I really feel. <laughs> here we go. Break it down. There you go. <laughs> Let me I, get comfortable. I, even though I went to Auburn, and I'm diehard SEC. I still think the SEC has the best football out there for any collegiate, well, aspiring high school athlete who wants to go to college. Unless you want to go to Temple, you know, because Temple's the up-and-coming program yeah, right now. Yeah, we can't forget about that. That's right, man. Yeah, we got to show Temple some love. <laughs> I'm going to go with dum, 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 the Tigers of Clemson, oh, baby. Straight up or with the points, man? I'm going straight up. I think they have a chance to win the game, too. And I, I lived in Alabama for two years in Birmingham covering both Ralph Shook Jordan. I mean, that's even way before that's your time. That's way before when my time. It was time. Bear Bryant and Ralph Shook Jordan down there at Jordan-Hare Stadium, man. So I, I know the whole Alabama co football culture, man. You wake up on a Saturday morning, you can feel football yep. in the air. And even though I live in Philly and it's an NFL town and college football is not that big, but you, can, you, you, feel college foot, you feel NFL in Philly, but not like you feel college football in places like Birmingham and Tuscaloosa and Ann Arbor and those cities, man. It's in the air, man. Everybody knows what's going on that day. It is. It, and, and that's the thing. I tell people all the time, when you grow up in the South or you grow up in an area where football is key, it's almost similar to religion, there's nothing else can replace it. You'll never forget it. Some of my best times or some of the things that I'll never forget came from Friday night football. Mm -hmm. Just high school football. And then from the pro perspective, you know, people ask me all the time, what's one of the best places that I played? I was like, everything had the you know, own little thing to offer, but for me, what's similar to Friday night football is Buffalo. Because it's a community, they shut down everything in that area. It's almost as if you're frowned upon 
for having your business open while the Buffalo wow. Bills are playing. Wow. You don't do that. You take time, at least cut the lights off and look at the game, and when it's over, you turn the lights back on. And, and so, you, and you, you know, dig I out your driveway that. from the six feet yeah, of snow. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. So I, I can appreciate that. Takeo, man, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. This, I'm so excited that I need you to sign that for me, though, if you Absolutely. can. Absolutely. Be my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a roaring round of applause, Luigi. The great Takeo Spike. 15 years in the NFL and now doing great things, broadcasting, writing books, and uh, educating the world about the sport of football and the position that I would, if I could play, I'd play inside linebacker. That's because you're, you're all about shooting gaps, Tony. That's exactly what it is, bro. right, man. All about shooting the gaps. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Takeo Spikes, thanks so much, man. Don't Thank forget, you, go to the website behindthemaskbook.com and all the info. You can order it in there. You can see the videos and the Chuck Bednarik. I know people listening in Philly, people listening all over the world, but the people in Philly, especially with the Chuck Bednarik cover. And we're getting a lot, he's getting a lot of love right now on social media from, from all the folks listening from Philly and, and around the country. Absolutely. Now, no, this is great. And that's, that's, great. A, that's an amazing cover. And that's Chuck Bednarik not, far, not long before he passed away and left yeah. us as one of the all-time great two-way players, obviously one of the last two-way players. The last in the of the 60-minute men. Exactly right. Thanks a lot, Takeo. Good luck, man. Thank you. There is Takeo Spikes down here in Tampa at, at uh, Audio Avenue. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last.